Welcome back to The Report. I'm your host, Jasmine Ra, bringing you the work of the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. We're a group of physicians, medical students, PhDs, and other passionate individuals that keep up with the latest research on COVID-19 to bring you real-time updates for guiding best practices as the pandemic continues to unfold. We read through the newest articles, we grade their level of evidence, and bring you just the bottom line. For complete summaries and links to every article, visit our website at covid19lst.org. Welcome back to The Report. My name is Jasmine Ra. On today's episode, we discuss the growing data on the wide variety of clinical presentations associated with COVID-19, strategies to mitigate nosocomial spread of disease, and caring for populations most vulnerable during the pandemic. In climate, accumulating evidence suggests that many COVID-19-like viruses may be circulating among wild animals. With factors like deforestation and climate change increasing human-animal contact, chances for future pandemics may not be negligible and it may behoove us all to have preparedness plans. Persons with opioid use disorders face unique barriers to treatment such as restrictions on take-home doses, requirements for in-person visits and physicals, and lack of group support sessions. There's a need to reevaluate current regulations to best support this vulnerable population. In epidemiology, one study analyzed over 62,000 cases in Italy and found that the crude case fatality rate was 8.8%, which is significantly higher than observed in other countries. A meta-analysis of 38 studies, including over 3,000 COVID-19 patients, found that the most common symptoms of COVID-19 was fever, fatigue, cough, and expectoration. ARDS or respiratory failure was present in 19.5% of patients, and the fatality rate was 5.5%. In pathology today, two papers postulate the role of obesity in increasing COVID-19 severity. They note that the ACE2 receptor have also been known to be implicated in the pathophysiology of obesity through increased production of pro-inflammatory cytokines such as IL-6. Another study found that the most common cutaneous presentation of COVID-19 is an erythematous rash. Other presentations also included urticaria, dengue-like rash, as well as papules and vesicles. In Transmission and Prevention, one author discusses the role of copper nanocomposites as an effective antimicrobial polymer that could potentially be used in medical devices. A cross-sectional study of over 10,000 frontline healthcare workers in Singapore found that an enhanced medical surveillance system is an effective way of preventing illness or transmission in this population. Finally, an anesthesiologist recommends the use of a plastic sheet or screen during intubation and to use a plastic screen or a Hudson mask for extubation to reduce droplet spread. In management, COVID-19 patients with hemoptysis should be evaluated for pulmonary embolisms as growing evidence suggests that these patients are prone to coagulopathies. A study of over 200 intubations in COVID-19 patients found that using two layers of gowns, face shield, and a paper hood effectively eliminated in-hospital infections of hospital employees involved in intubations. A Canadian anesthesiologist also shared a method to reduce droplet and aerosol production during transesophageal echocardiography. And as the use of hydroxychloroquine in COVID-19 patients grow, more case reports highlight hepatotoxicity as a rare but serious side effect. More guidelines on adjusting your practice for safety during COVID-19 can be found at covid19lst.org. Some of these include adjustments to burn care, 
telemedicine for family members of the critically ill, preventing transmission in radiology departments, triaging neurosurgical cases, prevention and control strategies for cancer patients, and reducing medical error when operating during the pandemic. Experts in the American Association for Cancer Research also presented two research projects that suggest higher incidence and severity of COVID-19 in cancer patients. In current diagnostics, a meta-analysis of over 4,000 COVID-19 patients found that the most common CT features were bilateral lung involvement found in over 70% of patients, multilobar involvement found in 67%, and ground glass opacities found in 68%. Less common features included pleural thickening in 27 and consolidation in 32%. In mental health and resilience, governments and policymakers are urged to create awareness about increased risk for interpersonal violence during pandemics, highlighting the need for us all to maintain an open channel of communication for those who may be experiencing this and encourage safety measures at this time. Crisis can also be an opportunity for change, and this COVID-19 pandemic presents as an opportunity for gender equality at the workplace and in the home, as more employers begin to recognize the disproportionate burden of work women carry in terms of employment and childcare. Thank you for listening to this episode of the report by COVID-19 LST. We really appreciate your support and we value your feedback. We would love to hear from you by email at contact at COVID19LST.org or through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at COVID19LST. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a like, a subscribe, or share with a friend so we can continue to support the healthcare community in maintaining a pulse on this rapidly changing situation.